right now. It's inside the Stevenson. Up a piece from Misty. Fucking good in the ball. Good morning, happy holidays, welcome to another edition of the Upstate Hoops podcast here on FingerLakes1.com. I'm Jim Sinecropi here inside the FingerLakes1.com studios on the third floor of the North Park building in Seneca Falls, New York. It's Sunday, December 29th, 2019, our last show of the year as we turn the calendar to 2020, start a new decade, last show of the decade too here this morning. Had some guests uh, lined up that kind of fell through. So it's just me up here tonight. Um, pretty much the rest of the year out, we'll have uh, coaches and student athletes up here with me on Sunday morning. In fact, next week, I know we're going to have uh, Waterloo head coach Tim Darnell and some of his uh, players up here with us. But uh, still have a good show. We're going to recap the holiday tournaments. I'm going to play some interviews that we've had uh, so far this season or most recently with some uh, student athletes from uh, games that we were out doing over the past couple of weeks. Uh, what else we got for you? I'm going to reveal our FingerLakes1.com Sports live game broadcast schedule for the rest of the year. Still tentative, not willing to say it's 100%, but give you a good idea of what we got planned for the rest of the regular season. And we got our updated power rankings and some games to watch as we get back to school and back on the more of a regular schedule of games coming up here the first couple weeks of January. The Upstate Hoops podcast and all of our coverage of Wayne Finger Lakes High School basketball is brought to you thanks to the support of Generations Bank. They're celebrating 150 years of service, of serving and supporting our hometowns. Visit mygenbank.com for the best choices in checking, savings, home equities, mortgages, and much more. Generations has been the Finger Lakes Bank since 1870. Generations Bank member, FDIC. And by Little John Orthodontics, Dr. Rod Little John and Dr. Liz Barbie are proud to support our area high school athletes. Check out Dr. Rod and Dr. Liz online at littlejohnortho.com. And to Sano Propane, offering monthly billing and fixed rates. Get stable pricing all year long. Learn more at DeSantoPropane.com. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto. And Bill Cram Chevrolet, all roads lead to Bill Cram Chevrolet on 5 and 20 between Seneca Falls and Waterloo. Browse their full inventory of new and used vehicles at BillCramChevrolet.com. So, some really good games over the past uh few days here over Christmas break. Hope y'all had a great Christmas. And um, first and foremost, I think that the games that were played in Geneva were pretty interesting over the last three nights. So they only had three teams. So there's one game each night, round robin format, um, where in previous years it had been a straight up you know, four-man tournament. Lions was supposed to play in that tournament, but they didn't because they already are playing Marcus Whitman twice. And so there was a chance they would have played Marcus Whitman three times if they participated. So it turned into more of a round robin between Whitman, Geneva, and North Star. So you might have seen the first game on the day after Christmas. 
Whitman Geneva. That was on FingerLakes1.com. Myself and, and Kevin Sharp called that game. And it, it was a great game. I mean, the ending score, it was a 60-45 to 45 win for Geneva. wasn't uh, indicative of how close the game actually was. It was a one-possession game till early in the fourth, and that's when Geneva went on an 11-0 run and kind of never looked back. Uh, Jordan Lehu finished with 14 for Whitman. Noah Hildreth had 10. Ryan Harad had 9. And then for Geneva, it was Parker Bossard with 24 points, uh, 5 rebounds as well, and uh, Devin Jr. Martin with 13.6 rebounds. And it was the type of game where you leave impressed with both teams, uh, kind of a frenetic pace up and down, a lot of turnovers both sides. And Newark, or Whitman's, Senior big man Liam Prendergrass, early foul trouble, then late foul trouble, and uh, didn't see much time. Seth Benedict, it was his second game back from injury. He played in, in the early college game that Whitman won. But he also had some early foul trouble, uh, limited his time, as did Connor Tomian. But um, really liked the Whitman team a lot. And the Geneva team, I mean... You're talking about a B1 Geneva team, borderline A2. They had been A2 in the past, and a C1 Whitman team. Uh, Whitman playing an independent schedule as opposed to uh, Finger Lakes West, which they won the past four seasons. And so they're challenging themselves with games like Geneva and North Star. And um, I think it's going to be pan out to be a good decision when it comes sectional time this year for Whitman, who um, hasn't been quite able to capture that sectional title yet over the past few years with some really good teams. So they're kind of preparing for the postseason with this schedule. And Whitman has a lot of interchangeable parts, man. You can, you can, If you're watching the game, you can't tell some of these kids apart. Uh, Jordan Lehew um, is really making a name for himself and stepping up uh, as a point guard of this team. And whether it's Royston or Hildreth um, or Harad, they're all, uh, you know, working hard. They all have the ability to knock down jump shots. Um, very unselfish team. Very fun team to watch. But I will say this. You know, you have to wonder if Pendergrass, their senior big man, um, you know, had been able to spend some more time on the court if maybe that result wouldn't have been different. And I think when they get into the sectional tournament, semifinals, finals, he cannot get in foul trouble and – and not be on the court. Um, he's uh, He was really the one thing that Whitman had that may have given Geneva trouble, as Geneva doesn't have a ton of size inside. Although, you know, looking at Junior Martin, he's got plenty of size, but he doesn't play as a true center. And, you know, offensive rebounding and defensive rebounding are going to be key for Whitman going forward. Pendergrass needs to stay on the court. A lot of times, too, a kid gets in foul trouble. Um, you know, he picks up his first foul early, and then the second foul is questionable, and he's upset at the call. Um, you're going to get a couple bad calls. you got to avoid the early first foul. Or in the second half, I think he picked up a foul early in the third quarter, and then, um, like, 15 seconds later, another foul, and that one was questionable, but you can't get the first one. You need it really, it, there's a strategy to it. Whitman needs you on the court, Liam. So, you know, you just got to be 
careful, especially early in you know the first quarter, early in the second half, uh, if you have foul trouble. You know, if you kind of hold off and prevent yourself from getting fouls, you can get more aggressive at the uh, end of the halves. So, but nonetheless, like I said, very impressed with with Whitman, even though they lost. And of course, very impressed with Geneva and Parker Bossard's twenty four. That was his uh, career high, and. Different guys can score different nights for this Geneva team, whether it's Jagger Kerr, whether it's Liam Ryan, whether Nick Askin gets hot from three, or, you know, you got Nasir Harrison, um, who I'll talk about in a moment, who had a a big game against North Star on uh, Friday night. Or Junior Martin. I mean, these guys can all... Score 20 points any given night. I think the most consistent scoring will probably come from Martin. Um, really fun to watch him play. Um, really athletic. I think Geneva needs to find a way to incorporate him more into their half-court offense. Um, but again, up they're, they're playing up and down this year, where in the past they've kind of uh, played a more methodical approach with Reed Patchett and Kim Hudson inside. Um, now they're they're running up and down, and that's Whitman's M.O., and that was a really entertaining game to watch. The next night, Northstar comes in and beats Geneva. I listened to Ted Baker's call on that one on WGVA, and that was uh, he does a great job. It was a really fun game to listen to. And it reminded me, you know, we know Northstar lost the Brown brothers, but Sean Smith was a really good player last year, and now it looks like he's going to be kind of the focal point this year. He finished with 21 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, Ryan Garwood, Coach J.J. Garwood's son, 20 points. But for Geneva, it was Nasir Harrison with 19. I think he got them all in the second half, but they were down 20 at one point, cut it to 10, and could never get it uh, closer than that. Junior Martin finished with 16 in that one. So kind of a little bit of a disappointing loss for Geneva at home. Uh, again, being B1, they're going to play a lot of Finger Lakes East teams in that, but you're going to you have to probably beat a team caliber of uh, Christian, North Star Christian along the way, who's in, I believe they're in A2 with Wayne again this year. So... The thing that really stuck out from this weekend was what happened last night, Saturday night, when uh, North Star returned to Geneva, as did Whitman, and Marcus Whitman came out with a 10-point win, 76-66. to <clears throat> Jordan Leahy had 22, Noah Hildreth with 15, Liam Prendergrass obviously on the court for more time than he was against Geneva, 13 points, Ryan Harad 9, they held Sean Smith to 17, and a um, huge win for Whitman. Because Whitman is stepping out playing a more difficult schedule, but um, so far I hadn't seen them, you know, I don't know, I think, what is it, Calmum they beat? Uh, but this was a really good win, and it should give them a lot of confidence um, going forward if they can rack up more wins against teams, bigger schools, caliber of North Star or Geneva. Um, they're, you know, they're going to get Lions again, they're going to get Minders again, Um can only build confidence, and I, I, like I said, for this Whitman team and Greg O'Connor, it's sectional title or bust, I think, this year after coming so close last year and then having a tough draw two years ago in the semis against North Star, having to play North, North Star, but this team's really matured. It's really rounded out. If they can stay healthy, um, 
they're as good as anybody in the Wayne Finger Lakes. And you might not have thought that after seeing that Geneva beat them. A lot of times you think, okay, Whitman, Geneva, this is going to be a good one. Similar to last year when Whitman went to Miners. And like, I'm gonna, I told people, Whitman's good. This is going to be a good game. Didn't play their best game. Miners won easily. The other night, it was a close game to the fourth, but Geneva pulled away. But this win against North Star Christian, I think, kind of verifies and validifies that this Whitman team is good and good enough to win a sectional title. And, and, you know, maybe even go a little further beyond there in Class C. You know, might not be out of the question. We, I talked about how Whitman maybe didn't want to play Lions three times this year. That's why they didn't partic- Lions didn't participate in this Geneva tournament. Well, Lions is, is C2, I think, and Whitman's C1. And so maybe they will play three times in the Class C play down rounds to get into the state tournament. So, uh I'm going to play Parker Bossard's post-game interview after that Geneva-Whitman game. And I'll play a few different interviews through the course of today's show. Uh, I always love when we get a kid on for the post-game, and he just does a great job with the interview. Most most of the kids do better, do great. I mean, I don't think Parker Bossard ever had a microphone in his mouth and a camera in his face you know after playing a game but uh, always impressed with how well some of these uh, student athletes do when we bring more for interviews and this was one of the best Um, so you know I don't know if Parker one day is looking for a color analyst job but um, I hope you enjoy the chat we had with him on the Little John Orthodontics postgame show after he scored 24 points in that win for Geneva over over uh, Marcus Whitman and Thursday night, day after Christmas. All right, welcome back inside the Panthers Den. Is that what you guys call it? Yeah, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, good. Um, final score, Geneva 60, Marcus Whitman 45. Game was closer than the final score would indicate, but pulling away in the end was uh, Geneva with some physical play at both ends of the court. And we're joined here for the Little John Orthodontic Smiles with Style postgame show with our player of the game, Parker Bossard. Uh, senior with a big second half, six first half points, and geez, I think I have you finishing with 24. Is that a career, yeah, career yeah. high, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, you were yeah. really getting it done inside, a little physical play. Yeah, it's a little different this year. I've usually been a guard uh, handling the ball, like a like a backup point guard or a two guard, but I'm playing down low this year because we don't have a ton of height besides uh, Devon Martin. Um, so, yeah, it's a really different role, but I like it. Yeah, played good tonight. Parker, correct me if I'm wrong, it's your third year anniversary? Yeah. And one of the things that impresses me about your team is that you never know who's going to step up and be that leading scorer. Tonight it was you. Mm-hmm. You know, as a former coach, it makes it very difficult to, to prepare against a team like yours because on any given night, any one of you guys can go off for 24 points. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but you guys have gotten so much bigger and stronger over the last two years. Yeah. I mean, you got the ball on the block, and it was – no doubt it was getting up to the rim, and you made just about every one of your shots tonight. So yeah. congratulations. I thought you played a Thank phenomenal you. game, both offensively and defensively. Thank you. So, you know, coming into this game against an opponent you probably haven't seen much of, Marcus Whitman, yeah. um, you know, what was Coach doing to get you prepared for this whole weekend? You have North Star Christian tomorrow night. Um, do you say anything specific? Uh, we knew they were going to be a very scrappy, gritty man-to-man team. They're known for that. Um, you got good guards. They can handle the ball, and then they have the – Big kid, we handled him pretty well tonight, but he can give people problems if he gets the ball on the block. Sure, absolutely. Um, 
looking at the Finger Lakes East now. Uh, again, North Star Christian in the next game with not a league game, but uh, you know Wayne's off to a good start. Uh, and right now, Newark and Waterloo are just a game back with one loss. Um, you're a game back, two games back in the win column, one game in the loss, game and a half. But it looks to be a pretty interesting four-way race, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, any comments on you know what the how the league's going to shake out this year in the Finger Lakes East? Honestly, I don't know. Um, Wayne's a really well-coached team. They always have. They have uh, Blankenberg and the Reynolds kid, and they have other kids that can make plays. Uh, Newark's length mm-hmm. is a real problem, and we all know Waterloo can shoot the lights out time uh, on any given night. So they're dangerous as well. Pretty good analysis. You might be in trouble. <laughs> I no doubt. They're very good, Parker. That was great. Yeah, you know the top four teams in the league. I was here when you guys played. When you guys played Wayne, and you guys could have won that game. Yeah. You know. Um, so I think any given night, any one of those teams in the top top six could beat any other any other teams. You don't come ready to play. Yeah. And I know that Coach Desring will have you ready to play every night because. I mean, he hit the, you hit the nail on the head with what you were going to face with Whitman, you yeah. know. So he imparted that on you guys so you knew what to expect. And that's exactly how I saw them play, you know, just, just how you said it. Yeah. So. Did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got one more thing for you here is our Chichino's Pizzeria um, player of the game. It's a uh, gift certificate for free large cheese pizza, Geneva Waterloo locations. Thank you. Um, congratulations. And uh, so you got, you got North Star. Tomorrow, as I mentioned, you, you guys got North Star tomorrow night, yeah. right? Right back here in Geneva. Um, and then uh, has Coach set any season-long goals for your team? Um, oh, we got to win the league. League's obviously really competitive this year. And, um, you know, it's, it's always a nice thing to make it to Blue Cross and compete for the Brick, too. So, But we got to win the league first. And is, that, is it a disappointing season if you don't win the Finger Lakes East? Um, or if you don't win a sectional title? It would be below our standards, I feel like. I feel like that we believe that we're a team that can be any team on given, any given night because our athleticism um, this year, it's a, it's a different way we play. Last year we would slow down the ball and feed it to Akim and Reed. Yep. And, but this year we don't have that real back-to-the-basket guy right now. Yep. So we want more uh, run and gun. Do you feel like it's more of your team along with Liam Ryan and, and Jagger where last year – you, you had, it was kind of Reed's team as the yeah, senior in um, the team? We all feel like we can, like he said, anyone can score um, 24 points on any given night. So we all we all feel comfortable playing together. We, we gel well together yeah. on the court. It definitely shows. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely shows. Well, congratulations. Um, we'll let you, you get back home and then have some leftover uh, Christmas cookies and all that good <laughs> stuff. But a great game and a great win for Geneva. Yeah. Good luck yeah. tomorrow Thank night. You. Good Thank luck. you. Good luck. All right, so there is our player of the game, Parker Bosser. Am I saying it right? Bastard, okay, good. That's how I, what I said all night. <laughs> good job. So, excellent interview and um, insightful, I thought. And I always tend to ask a team that I think has, you know, sectional title aspirations or the ability to win a sectional title if the season will be a disappointment. If they don't, and, you know, I think he gave the perfect answer saying, well, it would be below our standards. They believe they're good enough. Um, And, you know, honestly, it's tough to be in that position to say, you know, the season's a disappointment if you don't win a sectional title because it's difficult. Um, Some teams have easier roads to the Blue Cross and then winning the trophy, the block, um, than others. But but it's not easy. That's why some schools haven't done it in – 
30, 40, 50 years. So Geneva's got a shot this year for sure in B1, and that's going to be a really fun tournament when we get there. Uh, a lot of Finger Lakes East teams. But some other action uh, over this holiday break. Minders Academy was playing out in Section 3 in Skinny Atlas, and they split. They beat Onondaga 61-42 in the opening round game at Skinny Atlas. Jared King, 22 points. Troy Cabot, 16. Both those guys really need to score if this Minders team is going to be successful. Um, I don't think that they're going to win many games where one of them's on and one of them's off. Um, you know, you look at the Waterloo Minders game, Troy had 39 points, I think, that, that 20, 29 points. I can't remember, 29 points, I'm pretty sure he had a big game. Um, but King was off that game, they lost. And there's a lot of other guys that could provide scoring, too, in that team. You know, I'd like to see Mike Bogart get a little more scoring inside. A lot of times watching Minders, uh, you know, Bogart's got the ball out on the perimeter. Um, they're not able to get him the ball on the block. They have trouble. The guards have trouble making the entry pass. He has trouble maybe establishing himself. But I would love just to see what this kid can do um, back to the basket, uh, actually being a focal point of the offense on the block. Um, command some more attention from the defense down there, and then more things open up for the guards, uh, whether it be King or Cabot or Griffin Heron or Jake Smith or Nick Jones. Um, so a successful weekend for Minders, despite losing in the finals to Skinny Atlas, a team that they lost to last year as well in the finals. 57-52 was the score there. Uh, Cabot, 18 points. Jared King, 16. King named to the all-tournament team. Uh, so despite going 1-1, one and one, I think a pretty successful weekend for Minders, who's trying to... Um, you know, get better, I think, from week to week, as all teams are. But at this point, I think competing for the Finger Lakes East title is a little out of the question for this Miners team. Uh, but they're in B2, and along with Penn Yan, the only East teams in B2, the rest of them are all in B1, except for Wayne, it's in A2. Um, so Miners may get beat up in league play, but they could still win that sectional title come the end of the year. I think they got a good chance. You know, you look at that B2 classification, and I know Wellsville has a good team. They have one really good player, and um, I don't know what they have much beyond that, but I think that Miners, this Miners team certainly uh, is a top contender along with an improved Penyan team, uh, to make some noise in B2 sectional play. More tournament action. Uh, Midlakes, I think this tournament, was it, was it at Marion? Regardless, Midlakes lost to Byron Bergen 69-57, come back and beat Marion 87-38, to so they split. Oh, no, it was at Red Jacket um, because uh, Red Jacket ends up beating uh, Byron Bergen in the finals to win that tournament and stay undefeated. So now you got this Red Jacket team 
who is C1. If you remember last year, they played Lions in the Blue Cross and gave them quite a game in the sectional final. Their whole team is back. They're C1, where last year they were C2. I think that's an advantage for Red Jack because, number one, they're not in with Lions, and I think that there's not a team in C1 that's the caliber of Lions, so I think a better chance this year for Red Jacket um, to win that sectional title. And I would go so far as say they're favorites at this point. Um, undefeated, the only thing that's disappointed is looking at a schedule, the schedule, trying to find a game where we might go out and get this Red Jacket team, they don't have many games where I think they're going to be challenged. They're going to roll over everybody in the West. Uh, from what I've seen so far. Whitman not in the West anymore. That would have been a great game. Both of those games would have been fantastic games. But, um, and, you know, Red Jack out of league, you know, that Byron Bergen game was is probably the toughest game on their schedule. And, and they won it four points. Uh, so I don't know if the lack of challenging games, it, it, we you know, day in and day out in the regular season for – the Red Jacket Indians is going to hurt them come the postseason, but I don't see many opportunities for this Red Jacket team to drop a game this regular season. Honeyoy is a team to keep an eye on, too. Um, C3, I believe, Honeyoy. C3, they were D a couple years ago. Um, but they beat Dansville 58-55. to uh, Dom Trippy is... 28 points, a guy that we haven't talked too much about this year, but we're going to have to start paying a little closer attention to Honeyoy here going forward. Uh, Jake Jaron-Jerasinski, 7 points, Zach has 6, Jack Reynolds 11 there. For the Bulldogs, who beat Dansville. Newark went to Brooklyn this week, and... Picked up two wins. They beat Harrisville, 52-41. Josh Green had a double-double there with 13-13. and 13, 13 points, 13 rebounds. And then uh, they defeated Canton in overtime, 59-56. So two wins for the Reds. Uh, no idea how to gauge those wins down in Brooklyn. No, know nothing about Harrisville or Canton. But um, probably a fun experience for the guys to get down there. In Brooklyn, play a couple of teams. Tiny gym they played in yesterday against Canton. Um, smaller than the Atwood, if you can believe that. But I, from what I heard from people that were there, it was a great atmosphere and um, a good test for the Reds. So if they come back uh, with a tournament title and two wins. And then Lions, has their team that has to challenge themselves out of league um, is there's not too many games in league that are going to challenge them in the Wayne County League this year is uh, they went out to Section 3 and played Utica Academy, Science Academy, Academy of Sciences uh, and won 63-62. Justin Tootie-Smith, 39 points. That's a big night. And it's his career high. I think his brothers, Justin's Career high might have been 42, 43. He might get that before it's all said and done here. Um, just a junior, Tootie Smith. But big win for Lions. Uh, this is a team that has the potential to be better than last year's team with Justice Smith. 
and with David Weaver. Um, they just seem to be more balanced across the board and a fun team to watch. And that is a quality win for the Lions. The Lions Lions defeating Utica Science Academy of Sciences yesterday. Um, South Seneca was at Waterloo on Saturday as well. They won Waterloo won 85 to 53. Mike Hubbard, 27 points. Devin Felber, 16. Been waiting for Devin Felber to get going. Good game, Devin Felber. Julian Ruess, 15 points. Uh, Ira Aman had 18 for South Seneca. Gage Halsey had 16. Matt Kenyon had 9. And Nick Howick had 8. Not uh, too much of a challenge for the Indians hosting South Seneca, but probably a good game for South Seneca. Um, They're not going to play many teams, the quality and strength of Waterloo uh, heading forward in the West, except for maybe Red Jacket, who they'll have twice. And this Waterloo team, the top four teams in the Finger Lakes East, man, this is going to be fun. And we had a chance to sit down with Tim Darnell at halftime of our broadcast at Geneva. Uh, new head coach, first-year head coach, longtime coach, though, over in Section 3 at Union Springs. And a team m- member of the 93 state champion, Clyde Savannah Golden Eagles, that was coached by our own Kevin Sharp. So myself and Kevin Sharp invited Tim Darnell in on the Bill Cram Chevrolet halftime report, and I'll play that interview for you guys right now. Coach Tim Darnell. And Jim Sinekropi here along with Kevin Sharp. Happy to be joined with Waterloo head coach Tim Darnell in the broadcast booth. First year head coach. And um, how much of your coaching style did you impart from being coached by this guy in 1993 <laughs> oh. on the way to the state title in Clyde? Quite a bit. I mean, that was a great year. People still talk to us all the time about it, bring it up. Uh, but I was lucky and so were our teammates to have himself and coach DeSanto uh, coached us that year. It was great. I learned quite a bit and we do stuff to this day. Well, you know how uh, coaches or people say that coaches shouldn't have favorites? Right. Well, that, that's that's a bunch of hooey because I'll tell you, the coaches' favorites are the ones that work hard, they come to practice every day, they're good students, they're good citizens, and you know, I couldn't be more proud of what Tim has done throughout his not just coaching but the way he lives his life tim's just done a phenomenal job he's a role model for any kid out there so um it's great to have you back in section five and back in the finger lakes thanks I'm so glad you had, to be back. had been coaching at union springs what attracted yeah. you to apply and eventually you know take over the program at waterloo well waterloo's you know they have great facilities there that gym is like it's phenomenal you can do a lot of camps and other things in there um it was a good opportunity to get back to Section 5. We moved to Seneca Falls. My family did. Um, so, And it's still close to where I teach at Union Springs. Um, I know they had a great season last year, Waterloo did, and I thought it, you know, maybe there's something I could bring to the table to help the program. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, last year was a bit of a resurgence for, for Waterloo, um, who have been struggling. They had a winning record last year. A little disappointing uh, end of the season with the first round loss to Geneva in the sectionals. Have you guys set goals uh, for this year's team? Absolutely. Um, I do that with all my teams. Um, You know, we'll do it team goals. We'll do individual goals. Um, And I think our guys have done a pretty good job so far of trying to meet what we've set. Everything is not 
based on wins and losses. Some of it was we wanted to change the perception of the program from the outside. Yep. And I think we're slowly doing that and hopefully getting respect um, for the way we play and for the way we conduct ourselves and act. Um, and we're getting better on the court, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we do those things. Winning takes care of itself if you're able to do that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, that's one thing, Tim, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned to you is that you know, I've watched probably four or five Waterloo games last year and came away less than impressed with how they acted on the court. When I saw you one time this year against Newark, and I thought the kids it was a 180-degree turnaround from what they've done in the past. So, so you are making a difference there. I mean, from somebody that's an outsider that looks wide looking in. Now, you might not see it as much because you're on top of it, but from what I see from afar, you're definitely making a difference there. Well, thanks. And a fun group, really talented group, Absolutely. deep group. Um, and, and, you know, looking at the Finger Lakes East standings through Christmas Day here, uh, you guys currently stand one game back of Wayne. You haven't played Wayne yet. Um, you're tied with Newark at 3-1. and one. Of course, you beat Newark, or Newark beat Newark you guys. Yep. And then Wayne, we get a look right there on our screen. Um, you know, Wayne also beat Newark in a great game last Friday. But uh, really tough league. This Geneva yeah. team sitting a game and a half back. Um, I, it seems to me to be a you know a true four-way race, and I didn't anticipate Wayne necessarily being as good as they appear to be. Um, you know, talk a little bit about Wayne. Wayne's Wayne's very good. I haven't seen them in person yet. I saw them play uh, Geneva on film, um, and I'm going to see them tomorrow night. But Wayne is young. They're well coached. Uh, they're very smart. I think they have a great basketball IQ on the court. You can tell the kids love playing together. Mm-hmm. Their two-three is. They're really good. I mean, that's what they play, and they do it well. I don't think they're going to beat themselves either. And they have the tradition from the last two or three years of being really good. That was what was amazing with the turnover that they had to come out and have the start to the season. And, of course, you're going to – you get two for one. You're scouting their game against Greece Olympia. And, and of course, you have Olympia South Seneca Saturday and then Olympia next week. Yep, at Olympia next Friday. So we got to go up there. That will be a challenge, you know, going up in the Monroe County there, so, but it's a big game for us. It's a big game for sectional points, things like that, and try to keep it rolling. We've won three in a row, so we hope we can keep it going. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to uh, stop by, and Thanks we're going to be uh, seeing you certainly Thanks, several times this season. Enjoy, this, enjoy the second half. Thanks. So, uh, great interview there with new head, Waterloo head coach Tim Darnell. <clears throat> Oh, I think it's going to be, do a great job with, with these guys. And I think that they're buying in. And I think that it's going to be a four-team. It's going to be a really entertaining season atop the Finger Lakes East with those four teams. Talking about Newark, who, by the way, wasn't in Brooklyn. They were in Canton. I, I made a mistake there. Canton for that tournament. So they defeated the host in the title game of that uh, tournament. Um, Newark, Waterloo, Geneva. And Wayne. So Wayne uh, hosted Greece Olympia also on Friday or Saturday. Uh, 75-31 win. Tyler Reynolds, 31 points, 7 assists, 7 steals. Devin Forrest, 12 points, 8 rebounds. Nathan McKenna, 7. Mason Blankenberg, 7. And um, Tyler Reynolds, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see these guys play. We had um, uh, Paul Russo and Nick Fleece called their game in Newark. Uh, 
We already saw them beat Geneva in overtime in Geneva. Just an indication of how all these games are. When any of these top four match up, they're all going to be great games. Uh, that Newark Waterloo game that was our initial broadcast, uh, live broadcast, that was a great game. So, but Wayne to me has been the surprise. I wouldn't have thought that Wayne was going to be in first place in the Finger Lakes East as we had in 2020. Uh, just with so much turnover. We've talked about it before, but uh, man, I can't wait to see Tyler Reynolds and, and Mason Blankenberg and, and company play in person. I saw them a lot on the JV team and they were good, but it's tough to gauge watching, you know, JV games as we prepare to watch a varsity game. But uh, man, they stepped right in. They're ready to go. And which would have seemed impossible to even consider that Wayne could win a title in A2 this year after winning two of the last three A2 titles, um, it's a possibility that now. I mean, it certainly is a possibility. I can't wait to see those guys play. We, we had them up here in studio last week, but I wanted to play another interview for you. It's Mason Blankenberg after their win at Newark, uh, which ended up being a pretty comfortable win. Uh, Mason came up to the, of course, that would be Logan's younger brother, Mason Blankenberg, came up to the a sophomore, just a sophomore, uh, came up to the broadcast booth as our Chichino's player of the game, sat down with Paul Russo and Nick Felice in a game that was on FL1 radio. And I want to play that interview for you here as well. So this is Mason Blankenberg after that win against Newark. All right, everybody, welcome back here on FingerLakes1.com radio. It is time for the Little John Orthodox Smiles with Style postgame show. You can visit Dr. Rod and Dr. Liz online at littlejohnortho.com. Join us up here in the booth, Nick. We got number 25 for the Wayne Eagles, Mason Blankenberg, our Chichino's Pizzeria and Restaurant Player of the Game. Mason, excellent job out there tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, you know, from our vantage point anyway, I like that you guys were really getting the ball around good, a lot of it coming from your hands, and you were able to contribute, obviously, points-wise as well tonight. Uh, you know, I was able to find my teammates, and they got hot in the second half, and, you know, we ended up putting them away early. Yeah. Mason, you had 12 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists tonight, that close to a double-double. Um, whether it's high school, you know, when you're in rec, playing, uh, playing with a travel team, it's always tough to win on the road. What was your approach going into this game? You know, coming into this place, it's really hard to win since they have a great home court advantage. And we just bring the intensity every time. And, you know, rebounding was a big key for us. And we did that, and it helped us execute our uh, victory tonight. You know, and you bring up the home court advantage for Newark. And this was obviously a very pivotal game standings-wise as well. You go in, and, you know, I'm not too sure what you guys had planned over the holiday break. I think you guys like, maybe have one game. But... You go into this game, you go into the Halbury break on a nice high note at the very least. You take sole control of the top spot in the Finger Lakes East. Yeah, it's great, you know, just coming out and uh, getting a win on the road. Uh, and then we got the rest of the break to, you know, relax for a little bit. And then we get a couple of games and then we get back to it. Yeah, and another thing, too, I want to quickly bring up quick is, you know, the fact that, you know, we talked to your coach, Bill Thompson, before the game. And at least from my end, you know, you look at last year's team and the past couple of years, a lot of players have now moved on from that, moved on from the team, obviously, through graduation. And now you step up into that role. You know, you're a sophomore. What's it like being a sophomore leader like this, coming into a game like today, kind of leading your team to victory? 
you know, a lot of people are doubting us, and, you know, um, I like to take that leadership role for my team, and, you know, it just builds around, and it keeps spreading out, and that's how we win games with your, our intensity and our leadership. Well, Mason, once again, congratulations. Next time you're in this Waterloo, Geneva area, I don't know how often you get down there, but you got free pizza coming from Ticino's Pizza and Restaurant. Congratulations once again on a team win and Share the pizza. Share that with the team. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice game, Mason. So, another great interview uh, from the new breed up there in Wayne, Mason Blankenberg. So, yeah, this Finger Lakes East right now, you know, you got Wayne one game ahead of Newark and Waterloo, a game and a half against Geneva. They've already beaten Newark and Geneva. Um, they're going to play again. But those wins against Newark and Geneva were at Newark and at Geneva. I mean, I really can't say enough about this team, and I think one reason that they are able to have success out the gate is the way they play that 2-3 matchup zone. Um, you know, it's ingrained through the program, so even though there's new faces, they, they know how to play it, very disciplined, uh, and, and very talented, despite their youth. It reminds me of when Wayne won their first sectional title where the, in Fairport, um, defeating uh, Wilson. They were too. You thought they were too young. Um, Braden Zanelovic was a junior at that time, but the but Thompson, Helgado, uh, Carmichael, Blankenberg—they were just sophomores. And you were, thought, yeah, these guys are going to be good in another year, maybe two years, to compete in A two, and they won it as sophomores. So maybe it could be the same type of deal here uh, with this Wayne Eagle team. But nonetheless, it's going to be great, and you know. Not to totally discount Penyan, who I haven't seen yet, but they're one and two already. They've played competitive games against those teams at the top, but um, I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome a two and a half game deficit and, and get into that four way race for the Finger Lakes East. And the same with Minders, who's one and three. Then um, you got Pelmac and Midlakes. Minders beat Pelmac for the Minders' only league win, but. Uh, those games at the top of the East are going to be great this year, and we're going to hopefully show a lot of them to you, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment here. Um, on the girls' side, there wasn't a ton of action over the Christmas break, but Waterloo, with a couple impressive wins, the Waterloo girls under Coach Mike Bree uh, defeated Batavia 40-36 to and then come back and beat Livonia 70-42. to Natalie DeSanto, 13 points. In the first game, 13 points in the second game. Ali Smith had 10 in the first game. Uh, Giovanna White Principio, 12. Uh, Mackenzie Barber, 10. Morgan Carballo, 9. And Macy Carr, 8. And what's on the girls' side of things, Waterloo, to me, has established themselves as the team to beat, the best team, the one team. There's always a couple of girls' teams that have state title our state tournament final four aspirations and i think this waterloo team is the one this year it's a lot to put on they're still relatively young but they're good and i think they've kind of established themselves as the best although they haven't played pal mac yet who is currently atop the finger lakes east standings with waterloo um, that'll be a great game i think pal mac brings a little more size uh, but Palmac hasn't been overly impressive. I thought that they were clearly the best team maybe heading into the, the season. Uh, 
and they've, they've won. They, they have been impressive in that regard, but they haven't been dominant in the way that I think Waterloo has been dominant. That Waterloo-Palmat girls game is going to be a good one. They've got to play twice here. And one more interview to play for you. It's going to be Macy Carr from the Waterloo Lady Indians after their win over Minders back on December 17th. She joined uh, Dave Barnick and Kevin Korzineski in the broadcast booth, and I'll play that one for you right now. At Minders Academy in Seneca Falls, we're happy to have with us our our uh, Chichino's Pizzeria and Restaurant Player of the Game on a dominant performance by the Waterloo Lady Indians, Macy Carr. Congratulations, Macy. Thank you. What can you tell us about uh, the effort tonight by your team? Um, well, we definitely work hard for like every game that we play in. We kind of went in here like. We were, like, really confident, but, like, we're also – we always take, like, every single game seriously, like, no matter who we're playing. Like, we prepared a lot, and we put in hard work for every single team that we play in. So. What's the one team you get most excited for on your schedule? I would say Paul Mack. I mean, we were kind of, like, a little bit nervous for Midlakes just because we've had, like, a lot of, um, like, tough games with them in the past. But I think Paul Mack's going to be our biggest competitor this year. Well, you got, do you guys have any team goals this year as far as your success and – you talk about anything like that? Mm, not we just we take it one game at a way. Coach Bree always says that you get this game out of the way, we move on to the next. So we kind of just focus on each game at a time. But obviously, there's a goal to go as far as we possibly can. Good. And uh, boy, you guys, I mean, it's still relatively early in the season, but your scores have just been dominant so far. Yeah, we've had like a different leading score almost every game. How do you beat a team by 80 points, though? Tell me about that one. That 89-8 to eight score was – it we, had to be a little uh, – We honestly had no idea what that team – like, who they, like, were, like, what they were capable of. So, like, going into that game, we didn't even know the name of the school. Like, we knew, like, the letters, like, that were on their jerseys, but we did not know the name of the school. So we had no idea what we were going to be up against. But it just turned out to be a game where, like, they were, like, really new, but they still played pretty hard, and we just – like just used it as a game to like how much of a thrill is it for this or how much do you enjoy the setup where you have the double header fans for both the boys and girls and i imagine the support that you give each other oh i love it like like the last couple of years we've had like this setup where like our girls game is at like one game on the same exact day as the guys game so we don't usually get to watch each other's games that much so having like the double header here, having their support and then our support right after, it's just like I don't know, it's just like a good atmosphere. Your boys a, aren't too bad either. Pardon me. Kevin. No, you just get a better crowd because they're not yeah. split up. So maybe your parents can come watch the boys, and maybe some of the boys' parents come and watch the girls. So it really does create a, a better atmosphere. I'd kind of like to see every game like that. You yeah. Know, where you put the JVs on one night and the varsity on the other mm-hmm. other night. I think it's better for the community, and, and you get a better turnout each and every night. Yeah, everyone's really supportive of each other, too, when we do it like that. Well, we should ask you, since Kevin asked his special guest during the third quarter, um, what's your uh, prediction on this game coming up between the boys? Well, I don't know. I mean, I heard about Minders. I know that like they used to be like extremely good, but I feel like we've got a lot better, and we've had like a lot of close games, and like with, like, but like with Newark, like we almost beat Newark a while ago, so I feel like we could definitely win this one. I'm, you got I'm, a final prediction for us? Winner I feel like and Waterloo. score. You got Waterloo. a score? Uh, leading score. No, like what's the score at the end? Oh, what's the final score? 
maybe like 75 to 60 some 62 75 like, 60 like what the right high is scoring down. game that'd yeah, be fun right now would be that'd be fun and it has so that was macy carr Another, you know, all these interviews I played for you were really, really good. It's fun how insightful the the kids are um, and how aware they are, too, of, um, you know, not just what's going on in their team, but the league as a whole and other teams and other players. And so uh, it was great, great to hear from Macy. And this Waterloo girls team, um, it's easy to like them. They have, uh, they're very deep, a uh, ton of talent, very young, and a good JVT. I mean, the Waterloo Girls program is going to be top notch for several years, you know, into the future here. So we're running a little short on time here with just ten minutes left. I think we should get to the water or the excuse me, the power rankings for the last poll of 2019, and we'll start with the girls. And there you go, Waterloo number one, Palmac number two. And then after that, it really does drop off quite a bit. Midlake's trying to um, figure out how they're going to do it with the, without Kisner and Forbes. I think they'll continue to get better. I think they'll contend again in B1. But um, I don't know if they're going to be able to compete with Waterloo and Palmac. And then you got the Whitman Wildcats out of the West. Uh, East Rochester's been really impressive in Wayne County. Penyan girls look great. Red Creek and Izzy Wilbur, um, they lost to ER badly. Um, but they're, they're, they're going to contend the remainder of the year along with East Rochester for that Wayne County title. All right, was it Clyde that beat Red Creek? Yeah, regardless. Then you got the Minders girls. Again, same thing as the boys. They're taking their lumps in the East, but when it gets to sectional time in B2, they're going to have a shot. Uh, Clyde Savannah, Golden Eagles, kudos to um, what they've been doing over there over the past few years, getting better and better. They really went from being absolutely terrible to being very good now. Um, And it'll be interesting to see how they do the rest of the year. And then Lions, the Lions girls um, also, um, but you know, they started grabbing our attention last year, a real deep, talented group there. Uh, Now we'll quickly switch it over to the boys side of things here for the power rankings. And not much change from last week. Lions number one and they just kind of verified that with that big win against out uh in Utica. Uh Wayne number two. I think they started the season at seven or eight. They shot right up to two. Geneva uh at three despite losing to North Star. Whitman may have fallen quite a bit, but that was a huge win against North Star Christian last night for Greg O'Connor's crew. Newark at five with a couple good wins. Red Jacket undefeated at six I have trouble being able to move Red Jacket up into that top five without seeing them tested against a more quality opponent. Um, Waterloo was our preseason number one. They're at seven. They're going to have an opportunity to climb back up into the top uh, of these power rankings in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Minders at eight. Clyde Savannah at nine. Cam Chance, Jaden McKinney and company. Um, they're going to have Lions at the Atwood coming up in a couple weeks. A big opportunity for them to uh, in that rivalry game. And then uh, Dan Doyle's Penyan Mustangs at 10. 
So we've been kind of flex scheduling this year, and we're going to continue to do that. But I've pretty much set we've set up a tentatively where we're going to be the rest of the year. And I just want to run through that with you quick. First of all, next Friday, January 3rd, we're going to be at the Lions Community Center. We're going to see North Star Christian against Lions. And it should be, I think myself and Kevin Sharp are going to call that game. Games, Lions games at the Community Center are a lot of fun. And, of course, this has been a bit of a rivalry over the past few years uh, with Lions and North Star Christian. With North Star Christian getting the better of them every time they've played, I think. I can't remember Lions beating North Star in the past couple years. They've been great games, though. This might be the year, and uh, we'll be there next Friday, um, January 3rd. And then moving ahead on January 7th, uh, Gananda is going to be at Clyde Savannah. That'll be a game on FL1 Radio with Nate Sharman calling the game with Jason Hunt. And then two days later, on Thursday night, Clyde at Lions at the Atwood. And that is a spectacle that you don't want to miss. I'll call that game with Rhett Taccone. Um The next night, Geneva's at Newark. And it's one of these Finger Lakes East games I've been talking about. And uh, Paul Russo and Nick Fleece will call that one. Uh, that'll be a full broadcast, though. Not FO1 Radio, full video. And then... Coming into the next week, Tuesday, January 14th, Newark's at Waterloo. Friday the 17th, Waterloo's at Geneva. So we're going to get all these games for you. All these Finger Lakes East battles this year, we're going to get. Thursday the 24th, Bloomfield's at Red Jacket on Finger Lakes 1 Radio. Hopefully have a video replay for you there. Nate Sharman, Jason Hunt going to call that game. Uh, So we'll get a look at Red Jacket. January 24th, Geneva at Wayne, a Finger Lakes radio broadcast with Parusso and Nick Felice. Monday, January 27th, Romulus at Clyde on Finger Lakes 1 Radio, Nate Charman and Jason Hunt. And then Wednesday, the 29th, Midlakes Girls at Waterloo Girls, Dave Barnick and Michael Essio on the call. January 31st, Minders Waterloo doubleheader in Waterloo. We did the first half of that doubleheader, girls, boys, in Seneca Falls on December 17th. We'll be back in Waterloo. Should be a packed house. Should be a fun night. Dave Barnick, Mike Alessio on the call. Uh, Tuesday, February 4th, Lions and Marcus Whitman. This is one that we circled on our calendar. Um, we weren't able to do the first one because it conflicted with the first Minders Waterloo doubleheader, but Lions at Marcus Whitman. So we'll be in Rushville for that one. Um, I'll call that one with Kevin Sharp. Really, really looking forward to that one. That's one of the highlights on the schedule here. Friday, February 7th, Wayne at Waterloo. Um, Going to be a great one. Could have league title implications uh, late in the season. Monday, February 10th, Whitman at Minders. Uh, that's another interesting uh, West-East crossover. Now it's just an East Independent game. Uh, Tuesday, February 11th, Midlakes Girls at Minders. Um, that was tentative. We're going to be in Minders set up on Monday. We might stick around and do it on the game on Tuesday as well. Uh, then Valentine's Day, Newark at Geneva. And February 18th, Geneva at Waterloo. And then tentatively, February 19th for our last broadcast, we might pick up that Romulus Girls at South Seneca Girls in a big rivalry game there. So that's tentatively what we've got planned here. And then, of course, we move into the sectionals where this year we're going to have, there might be nights where we have three different teams deployed across the region to bring you live games on FL1 Radio during the postseason. Upcoming games, a note on uh, Friday, 
this week to kick off the new year. Ganada's at Midlegs, Dundee's at Romulus, North Star Christian at Lions. That's the one that we'll be at. And uh, Marcus Whitman stepping out to, to play Section 3's Weed Sport. They have a really good team. That should be a good game. And then uh, Friday Night Girls, Romulus at Dundee, Aquinas is taking on Midlegs. And they have that's a tournament game, so they'll, they'll have another game Saturday against the winner of Narden and Palmac. Uh, involved in that tournament as well. want to remind everybody to contribute to what we do here at FingerLakes1.com by going to Patreon.com slash FL1, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash FL1. Uh, you know, if you like what we do, if we can get some more financial support, we can do more here uh, with our coverage um, it really is the only thing that's kind of holding us back. I have the staff now. We have tons of guys, talented guys, insightful guys to help with what we do here in terms of the live broadcast and our coverage. Um, Kyle Evans has taken over a lot of the sports editor responsibilities here at Finger Lakes One and been doing a great job with the nightly updates. We can do more, uh, but we we need your support. Uh, so whether it's five or ten bucks a month. Uh, that you're willing to pledge to us, patreon.com slash FL1 is a place to go. And every time that, that you contribute monthly, you'll get an email. So at the end of the season, if you want to stop those monthly contributions, uh, you'll be notified and have an opportunity to do that and then pick them back up in the, the fall. Or maybe you, you want to support everything we do at Finger Lakes 1 all year long and you just want to continue for 12 months. But we would appreciate your support. I ain't too proud to beg. Um, don't like losing money. Uh, don't necessarily need to make a ton of money here if we could just make it, have it be a wash with our coverage of Wayne Finger Lakes High School basketball. I'd be happy with that for sure. Uh, reminder, next week, Coach Tim Darnell of the Waterloo Indians and four players will be here in studio. Now, that should be a fun. If there's anything you know about Waterloo boys basketball is it's entertaining and uh good cast of characters i don't know who he's bringing in uh we'll figure that out and and probably have a little preview posted for you next saturday uh but next week we'll have coach tim darnell in studio with four other players looking forward to that one so thank you for joining us on the upstate hoops podcast connect with us on twitter at finger lakes one subscribe to us on youtube our audio only podcast is available on itunes and stitcher.com Archived episodes are available at FingerLakes1.tv, and this podcast airs weekly on Sunday night on Finger Lakes TV Spectrum Channel 1304. You can also find our show, live stream games, and local news, weather, and sports 24-7 on the free FingerLakes1.com Android and iPhone app. Happy New Year, everybody. Next time you see us, it'll be in the Lions Community Center on Friday night. North Star Christian Lions in 2020. Happy New Year.